into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented by the uh, by the uh, fine folks at Superbook Sports. I'm laughing because I saw a comment from Amar that I never thought I would say this, but it's good to hear your voice, Buck. Well, shit. I mean, at this point, <laughs> they're paying me enough. Uh, at enough different places to talk into microphones. I would hope that that would not be the case, but I guess it's good to see you too, bud. You know where else it's good to be? The Superbook Sports app. Download the Superbook Sports app, and they will met- match your first bet up to $1,000, whether it wins or loses. Two Rivers Ford, the best car buying experience possible, and with the offer of guarantees, with the promise of guarantees, rather. I'll tell you more about those guarantees later on in the show. And I can guarantee that you'll get the best intel with the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress or to sell your home for more. Go to GaryAshton.com. So, Titans on the practice field for their, I mean, we won't call it their first day of work this week because they did practice Monday and then had players day off Tuesday, but they're back on the practice field Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, off day, Saturday, game day, Sunday, Giants, Titans, Nissan Stadium, 325 Central Time, the kickoff. So as we look at all the different places and all the different ways for this to uh, this to uh, continue, um, you must look at the places, well, you must look at the personnel, right? You heard from Kevin Byard. I believe we did that on yesterday's show where he kind of said, yeah, you don't know necessarily what they're going to throw at you. You know there's going to be some wonky stuff because it's week one, but new personnel or a lot of new personnel and a new coaching staff, you just got to kind of game plan. You got to self-scout and approach it that way. You got to be aggressive and attack as opposed to being proactive. Well, the one thing that they do know is going to be there and is going to be a part of the offense is Saquon Barkley. Now, we talked about the running game and where the Titans and uh, Giants would match up well, and I think the rushing game of the Giants versus the Titans rushing defense is going to be a big deciding factor to this point, as we discussed a little bit yesterday, but I had Bud Dupree on the radio show today before they went out on the practice field, and I was talking to Bud about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and understanding that they're going to have a lot of different looks for them to run the football, whether it's Wandale Robinson, whether it's Kadarius Toney, whether they're just, they're just looking to get playmakers in space, and that can result in any number of ways. So when you look at Saquon Barkley and a pocket quarterback who can run, because that's what he is, not a mobile quarterback, he's a pocket quarterback that can move when he has to, and Daniel Jones, how do you kind of game plan for a situation like that? Well, you're going to hear from Bud on that very subject right after I ask you your Two Rivers Ford take. How big a threat do you consider Saquon Barkley to be against the Tennessee Titans? It's quite a simple question. How big a threat do you think Saquon Barkley actually is? A lot, a little, not at all. You may feel uh, any kind of way about it, but I want to know how you feel uh, because it's your Two Rivers Four take as we do each and every night. How big a threat do you think Saquon Barkley legitimately is against the Titans defense? Uh, I'll give you some numbers on Saquon later on. And for what it's worth, he was not a big threat against them when they shut the Giants out. Now, Eli Manning was still the quarterback then, and obviously that was the washed version of Eli Manning back then in 2018 when they went on the road to New York and shut him out 17-0. 
I'll give you the numbers on Saquon Barkley here in just a moment. Uh, Lindsay says a little. Stephen King says a lot. Uh, Ruben says David Long is going to be all over Barkley. Well, he's not really your best run defending inside linebacker. That, of course, would be Zach Cunningham. Now, Zach Cunningham can't play the pass worth of shit, but uh, that is where David Long comes in to kind of clean these tackles up. So I think you got your inside linebacker responsibilities mixed up there. Uh, week one says Christian Fuller. He is fresh. I don't underestimate him even with that line. Well, if you listen to today's episode of the install with Greg Cosell, if you've had the opportunity to do so in the two hours since it went live um, in your favorite podcast app, and you'll hear from Greg later on, uh, you know that this is a considerably better offensive line for the New York Giants. And if you want to hear why, well, you have to check out the podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast. But Barkley has missed time with injury, so it's fair to kind of look at him and say, uh, how realistically, how big a threat is he? Well, you're going to hear from Bud Dupree on that very subject matter here in just a second, right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Now, at Two Rivers Ford, you know they are always going to go above and beyond when it comes to customer service. And there's not a lot of places in life right now where you can get straight up guarantees. But my friend, uh, my friends at Two Rivers Ford, as usual, they're making things easy because they are offering guarantees like great prices and a locked in interest rate when you custom order a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, when you custom order an F-150, an Explorer like I have, a Ranger, an Edge, a Bronco Sport, Escape or Mustang, they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. So you can order now and lock in a great rate for whenever you start paying. It's the kind of peace of mind that Two Rivers Ford always offers. Plus, they'll give you $500 bonus cash on top of their already low prices. Two Rivers Ford always goes above and beyond for the best prices and guaranteed rates at all or all at a locally owned dealership with non-commissioned salespeople. So custom order your next Ford from my friends at Two Rivers Ford. So, how big a threat is Saquon Barkley to the Titans? I wrote about this earlier today. Um, and I, you know, I went through the numbers. I saw that Saquon Barkley was wildly inefficient last year. He's averaging less than four yards a carry. Uh, I was looking at a, uh, I was looking at a situation for him where after contact, he was even worse. He was, he ranked 41st among qualified running backs in yards after contact per attempt. So that means for every time Saquon Barkley got a handoff or, you know, had a rushing attempt, how many yards beyond what he was getting or how many yards beyond the contact was he able to muster? 1.7, really, really bad. Um, I'm looking at a situation where Saquon Barkley has really not been Saquon Barkley since like 2019. So when I talked to Bud Dupree today about it, I expected him to, you know, be respectful and to be, you know, complimentary of Saquon because Saquon has it uh, at one point in his career and he's still very young in his career um, was a really, really high level player. But what Bud to, uh, today said to me made me really think more about what Saquon Barkley might be able to do to them. And I do. It's not lost on me that it is a week one opponent when he's going to be as healthy as he will be all season long. We talked to Byard on Monday, and basically his line was, it's not, you know, it's not Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, but what they do offensively has the potential to have some similarities. This is a quarterback who has displayed uh, the ability to move. He's going to run. He's going to make plays with his legs, and obviously Saquon Barkley seems to be uh, rounding back into form after dealing 
with injuries. What what are kind of the team keys this week when it comes to the run defense against two players who you know are going to try and take advantage of some opportunities there? Yeah, definitely, man. We got to stop the run on that aspect of it. You know, uh, you know, Daniel. Uh, let's let's start with Saquon. Saquon is not a fluke. Saquon is an animal at his state. So you know, anytime you let a lion out of the cage, you got to be prepared for anything it's going to do. So you know, uh, we got to make sure we contain him. Uh, he's a great player. Make sure we you know we, we get a hats on him at all times. Not running away from contact. We got to go meet him. You know, bring it to him. And also, you know, Daniel Jones. He's a, he he's a he's a very athletic player. Kind of don't really get a lot of recognition for it. So if you think it's, if you're sitting back thinking that you it's sweet with him or he may not run you over, you're gonna get ran over. So. No, we got to put it in his face each and every time to let him know that we're here as well because he's going to bring it. You know, he has something to prove right now. And, uh, well, both of those guys have something to prove right now, man. So we got to go out and continue to make sure that we're not the people they prove it on. So that's part of it. He's Bud Dupree, Titans outside linebacker. He's going to play the, the season open. So we talked about a lot of different things with Bud on the radio show today. If you want to see or hear that full interview, you can do both, either on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel where the full interview is posted or in the podcast feed where you can get all the great interviews that I do each and every day. By the way, tomorrow on the radio show, Delaney Walker. haven't talked to Delaney in a long, long time, and I'm looking forward to catching up with him. I know a lot of you guys are going to be excited to hear from him, and he's got a lot of things to say about how far he thinks this Titans franchise has come since he was kind of the foundational piece to help them get off or to start to help them get off the schneid. So Delaney Walker at 1220, I believe, tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. And check out the podcast if you don't already and you don't get a chance to hear those interviews live. So with Bud talking about Saquon Barkley, you know, it kind of made me rethink my position about, all right, he's he's not necessarily, Saquon is not necessarily a threat uh, and this is something that, uh, and it, this is something that you have to look at and say, all right, you have to be, you have to be deferential to a degree because this has been a talented player. He still probably has a tremendous amount of talent. And Greg Cosell and I talked today about Saquon and and you know how he differs from somebody like Derrick Henry, for example, which by the way is also really good analysis that I would suggest you go listen to, but. How big a threat do I think Saquon Barkley is individually to the Titans? I would say they have to be cognizant of him, and I think the offensive line is going to be substantially better. But as far as like the biggest threat to that team on Sunday, I don't think it's Saquon Barkley. Now, I think he may factor in to what is going to push them, and I think their rushing attack is going to be creative. I think you'll see a lot of different looks and a lot of different personnel involved for New York as they try to throw curveballs all over the place to get a week one upset on the road. And that would be a massive victory for, for them. There is no question about it. But Saquon individually, I understand what Bud's saying, and he's he's certainly right. They're going to swarm. It's going to be full tilt to the tackle, all these things. But Saquon Barkley at this point uh, has not quite been the player of old and the sustainability of Saquon Barkley is something that's, I think, throughout the course of his career, been a bit of a question mark. So let's talk about how the Giants may try to attack. Uh, let's talk about the, how the Giants may try to attack uh, the uh, the Titans with their defense in New York, because I think there's a lot of different angles on this 
that we are going to talk about. Mason says, uh, regurgitates the stat that I already gave to start the segment. He had 14 carries on 31 yards. Thank you for listening to the show, Mason. Also, it was not in 2019. It was 2018. As I said earlier in Mike Frabel's first year, I was there. Logan Ryan broke his leg. They shut out the Titans or they shut out the Giants 17 to nothing. Um, but again, you know, thank you for listening. Matt, uh, need to take care of business, uh, says Rhett Berrigan on Facebook Live. We have much bigger issues than when we got spanked week one last season. Need to keep Barkley in check. They will lean on him and control the game. Well, here's uh, here's what I will say. Mason says, sorry, Buck. I was like, you're right. That was completely irrational for me to snap at you like that, Mason. I'm sorry. I do apologize because I understand not everybody watches the whole show the whole time. Nonsense. Um, but Rhett says... Need to take care of business. Uh, we have much bigger issues than when we got spanked week one last year, which is not true, of course. I mean, your issues last year, you just didn't know you had those issues last year walking into that game, right? It's that you had higher expectations for their, your team last year, and they went in and they got smoked because a lot of these problems uh, were things that continued all season long. So it's not like they, it's not like they weren't issues before. It's just you hadn't seen it against a live opponent. And then all of a sudden Chandler Jones, who, you know, honestly was not that great of a player the rest of the season outside of the way that he started off against the Giants. You have to look beyond just, just the statistics for Chandler Jones. Cause like I said, week one is weird. I, I don't think that, I don't think that you're, uh, that you've got much bigger issues than you did at the start of last season. I just think you're more realistic about the flaws that your roster may already have. So let's let's focus on the defense uh, for New York and how they will try to attack the Titans' offense. You're going to hear from Greg Cosell here in just a second. Um, right after I ask you the question, quite simply, how will the Giants' defense attack the Titans on Sunday? How do you think Wink Martindale is their new defensive coordinator coming over from Baltimore? How do you think he's going to try and take advantage of a Titans group that is still kind of working to gel together at this point. You guys, give me your response, and we will, of course, discuss it at length, and we'll have Greg Cosell make us smarter about it right after I tell you about the place where you get the smarter intel, the smartest intel, the best possible intel on the Nashville real estate market can be found at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and a to Z Sports Primetime and the radio show is the Ashton Real Estate Group because I trusted Gary and his team to help me find my dream address without stress over three years ago. They did that. And when I tell you that I could not, I am happier by the day with the investment that I made in my first home because of the intel that I got from the Ashton team. I promise you, I am not overstating it. GaryAshton.com can put you in the best possible uh, position to succeed for all of your real estate needs. So don't sell without the intel. If you want more information, go to GaryAshton.com. How will the Giants try and, affect, uh, try and affect Tennessee on Sunday? Uh, the defense will lay down in the third quarter, says Matthew Levi. Whose defense? Uh, their defense will lay down by the third quarter. Well, uh, I don't know why you're saying that as confident. I, see, this is why, like, and, and Matthew, like, I... If you had a reason um, as to why that might be a case, like a quantifiable reason that you could back up with facts or maybe third quarter statistics on the Giants that you've brought to the conversation, then maybe I may be will I may be willing to give that 
a little more credence. Um, but at this point, I have uh, I have not, you know, I don't know what you're using to to base that argument on. How could you possibly know that the defense will flat out lay down by the third quarter? Uh, Mark Jones, of course, our uh, our uh, resident blind and and trusted Homer. Uh, says business decisions, um, talking about Derrick Henry. Well, uh, maybe, maybe so. We will see. But again, there's no quantifiable evidence to to show me that there's going to be anything about the Giants' defense that's going to lay down third quarter, other than just saying shit because it sounds good, right? It sounds good to say that the Giants' defense will lay down in the third quarter and Derrick Henry will hammer you and on and on and on it goes. But we don't have any... Like I want to, I want to have a reason why nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry all game. Well, of course, again, Matthew Levi immediately says, "Watch the film." Like I don't watch this shit every day, six times a day, from all different angles, and talk to all the players, and talk to players around the league, and talk to coaches around the league, and interview experts, and interview coaches, and all these different things. Watch the film, bleep you. <laughs> but I, uh, I think, I think that, uh, yeah, there are plenty of people who are cool with tackling Derrick Henry last year. Not Derrick got some people because Derrick's big as hell and he's going to get you from time to time. Shout out Darius Leonard. But like, if you go back and watch the Jets game, Jets didn't give a shit about tackling Derrick Henry. They got him and they got him good and they got him often and they got him behind the line of scrimmage. In fact, uh, in fact, when you look, at Derrick Henry, no player in the league last year was stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage than Derrick Henry. That's worth noting. That's a quantifiable stat. That's not a stat to say the Giants will lay down in the third quarter. You don't know that. No, what I do know is Derrick Henry was stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage more than any other player in football last year because the Titans ran ineffectively on first and 10 and second and long. It's not a, not not putting Derek in a successful position. Uh, they didn't have necessarily the the threats on the outside to take the attention off Derek. He's running into these he's running into these stacked boxes over and over and over again um, because he had the most rushing attempts too. Of course, that's not true because he was done nine nine weeks into the season. Like Matthew, you keep giving me things without quantifiable evidence. He did not have the most rushing attempts in football last year because he only played nine damn games. What are you talking about? What are we talking about here? I can only give you so much information if you don't choose to listen to it that that's, you know, I can only take you so far, right? It's a, it's what's the, the you know, cliche that our grandparents use something about taking a horse to water or something to that effect, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, point being, how are the Giants going to attack the Titans on offense? Well, I talked to Greg Cosell today about Giants defensive coordinator, former Ravens defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. And what he laid out is exactly what you should expect to see on Sunday. Obviously, I think they would both be starters. So now you're going into your depth. Uh, so it's it's not quite as good. Um, but I think the probably the larger discussion is the new coordinator. Obviously, they have a new head coach as well. But the new coordinator is Wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. And he came from Baltimore. And he's been in this league for a long time. Um And he is a very difficult coordinator to prepare for and to play against because of the multiplicity of looks that he gives you, particularly on third down. Uh, And I think that that's something that the Titans need to be prepared for. It's something their offensive line clearly needs to be prepared for. Uh, Certainly, Brian Tannehill does as well. Um, In a sense, everybody does, because if you're getting pressure, even receivers need to understand, do I need to shorten my route? What do I need to do uh, if I get pressure? Uh, 
One of the things that Wink Martindale is really, really good at is showing pressure from one side of a formation, which often dictates a protection call to that side, which means more bodies go to that side, but then actually bringing the pressure from the other side where there's fewer bodies and they and the protection can't pick it up. Right. Um, so that's one thing Wink Martindale is really, really good at. He uses all defenders essentially as potential rushers. Uh, so theoretically, they have 11 pass rushers. Which is, of course, insane to think about. That's Greg, and we went into a lot more detail on that. That's uh, courtesy of the install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films, the podcast that I host, host each Wednesday. And now we have actual football shit to talk about. So now it's, I mean, it's great anyway. And Greg's one of the smartest human beings in the sport. But um, I would say to you that now is the perfect time, if you haven't already subscribed, for you to go check that out because you're only going to get smarter. And then you can have better conversations and argue with me and tell me how wrong I am. And if you're, uh, if you're following that kind of, if you're following the information from the smarter person, like Greg is, then you're probably going to end up winning that argument. And then you get to make me look like a jerk, which I'm sure many of you enjoy when you have the opportunity to do so. But uh, the the uh, don't game plan without the Cosell Intel. That's right. Hell, Gary, honestly, somebody should, somebody should pitch that to Gary because there's no better NFL Intel than what you get on the podcast with Greg Cosell. So looking at, looking at what Greg laid out, right? You've got Wink Martindale, who uh, blitzes for who blitzed forty three percent of the time last year? Who sent extra defenders? Who sent defenders from all over the place? He expects all eleven players to be able to rush the passer at any given point. Now, what stands out most about what your protection plan looks like? Oh, you got a you got a, a, a doe eyed, baby faced, uh, even if he is a giant of a human being, rookie right tackle sitting there ready to make his first NFL start and going up against one of the most aggressive defensive coordinators in the league. That guy's going to get some heat. What you're going to expect or what I expect to see from uh, from Nicholas Petit Frere, you're going to see some some bad snaps. Like he's he's not going to look great. And, th and that that can be, I mean, you don't want to say it can be okay because if, you know, he gives up the pressure that costs them the game or they have turnovers, turnovers all over the place, then obviously that's not okay. But I would I would tell you that he's going to look bad one way or the other. It's not necessarily going to determine that he's a good or a bad player how he handles week one versus the rest of the season, right? You need a larger sample size before you make any kind of grand judgment. So just mentally prepare yourself to see some bad Nick Petit Frere snaps when this uh, when Wink Martindale targets him on a regular basis. Now, um, the thing about the Giants, though, for the amount that they blitz, they don't have the secondary to hold this up. I think everybody would agree that in cutting a Dory Jackson, whether Caleb Farley has panned out or not, now you have McCreary, Fulton, uh, Elijah Molden, Kevin Byard, and Imani Hooker. Titans secondary is in a better place now than it was with a Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan. And those were good secondaries that they had. What this presents the opportunity now is for the Titans to be able to take advantage if Ryan Tannehill can properly identify the blitzes and where they're coming from, which is not always easy to do. Giants don't have the corners to hold up that way. And Wink Martindale's still going to blitz anyway. Like, that's kind of what damned the Ravens last year. 
They didn't really have the secondary to hold up like that. And still, Wink Martindale sent additional uh, defenders as a means to pressure because he's just going to get after your ass, and that's who he is. Now, maybe he changes some things about what his profile has been in Baltimore to what he's going to be now with the Giants. Again, these are week one unknowns. But I think when you kind of look at how the Giants are going to attack the Titans' defense, you're going to see a lot of pressure. You're going to see pressure from all over the place. You're going to see pressure certainly in that right tackle's face mask the entire night. That is how it's going to go down. Um, So as far as that is concerned, I still think, well, I, you know, I really don't know. I, I'm not going to tell you that I, uh, I'm not going to tell you that I think that the, the Titans are clearly and obviously better than the Giants because I don't know that yet. Um, I don't know that I'll, I don't know that I'll know that even after week one, depending on how this thing goes, there's so many different variables that you can't account that you can't account for. I know what Vegas thinks. Vegas thinks they're five and a half points better than New York as the home team. But I would say that as, as much as I don't know about the Giants, I have an equal amount of questions about the Titans and particularly on the off- offensive side of the ball. Now, maybe they'll come out and the things that we've seen in practice, like Tannehill's connection with Austin Hooper and how crisp uh, both, uh, both uh, Robert Woods and Kyle Phillips are in terms of their route running and how they dummy defenders on a regular basis out there on the practice field. Maybe that all comes to a head and maybe you see a better version of offense than you've seen in some time. We'll see. But um, I think that uh, I think that anytime you start to think that you're clearly and obviously better than another NFL team, when the talent difference is just really, there's really not that much difference in talent from one NFL team to another. It's true. Like, I know you guys don't want to think that way, but when you lose to the Texans, the Jets um, in 2019, like losing to teams like the Panthers with backup quarterback, who I can't even remember who the hell the backup quarterback for the Panthers was to beat the Titans that season. Uh, that was a, uh, that was a, a weird game to watch, but anytime you think you're clearly and obviously better than another, than another NFL team, get your ass kicked, right? Like you see that all the time. Uh, Messiah says, come on, Buck, stop being a Titan hater. You know, the Titans are a better ball club than the giants. I know they're a better franchise than the giants. I know they're better. They're more well run than the Giants, and I, you know, what I know of the coaching staff is that Mike Vrabel and his coaching staff absolutely get the benefit of the doubt, but if you're telling me that I know which team is clearly and obviously better than the other team right now, I'll tell you, hell no, I don't know that. It's got nothing to do with the Titans the Giants. It could be the Steelers and the Bengals. It could be the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Oh, actually, I take that back. The Seahawks are terrible because Geno Smith is a quarterback, Um, but like Rodney Taylor says, Kyle Allen beat you in a football game in Carolina not that long ago. Uh, who was the, uh, who was the, the Washington football team skins commander, whatever they were called at the time, who was the quarterback for them when they came in here and almost beat the Titans with some dude they plucked off the street. He's a journeyman, uh, a journeyman guy. I can't, um, I can't remember, uh, what his name was, but he almost beat you, right? Zach Wilson beat you. Nobody thinks Zach, nobody, nobody in the chat thinks that Zach Wilson is good. Um, and Zach Wilson still got, in fact, it was their first win of the season. So like I said, they are a better and more well-run organization. I trust their coaching staff more, even as I like the Giants coaching, even as I like the Giants coaching staff. But when you look at Titans versus Giants, yeah, there's a lot of different unknowns at this point. 
uh, that you got to go through and you got to and you got to identify and say, be realistic about this thing. None of us know shit until these teams actually play games in ways that we can quantify them, not based off last year's results, not based off giant Super Bowl runs, but the 2022 versions of these two teams. We know precious little about either of them, even as we think that we might. And that's, you know, I'm telling you that as somebody who spends literally every day doing this. This is what I do for a living. This is how I pay my mortgage and uh, and make sure that my, uh, you know, that my cats have something to eat at the end of the day. Like this, is, <laughs> I think everybody gets that much of it. And so when you get frustrated by these results, you look around and say, yeah, it literally, any given Sunday is such a terrible cliche. And as bad a cliche it is, as it is, it's an even worse movie. Uh, terrible movie with Al Pacino. Horrendous overacting. Um, terrible plot line. Like the, the the dramatics of the eye gouge on the football field is some of the dumbest shit that I've ever seen. But uh, I would say <laughs> I would say that I, I love all the cats, like red flag stuff. Yeah, listen, I I've got two street cats. We adopted them two years ago. Uh, they run my house. It is what it is. And and by the way, dogs wildly overrated. Dogs wildly overrated. Um, just as Al Pacino, wildly overrated. Dogs, Al Pacino, both wildly overrated. Uh, and uh, and nobody under 30 cares about Michael Jordan. Those are my three hot takes for the evening. But I think when you when you look at all these things, that's a that's a that's what we call a carrot for those of you who listen to the radio show. Um, I think that when you go through all these different things and you kind of try and see, all right, what do you know about the football team? What do you know about the football team? You know that Derrick Henry is their best ability to be special this year. No question. Uh, you know that the second best, what's the second best? This is probably a better question, and it's a shame that we're almost at the end of the show. Um, but like the second best position on your offense right now, when you look around, because the running back room, I really like the running back room. But when you ask, when I ask you what the second best position on your offensive, uh, on the offensive side of the football is, at this point, and I tell you that it's quarterback, when all of you guys have been, or not all of you guys, but many, many, many of you have been on Ryan Tannehill's neck all season long, but that's the second best position group on your football team? Clearly and obviously. Like, you can you can tell me that the tight ends are better, and you would be right. Tight ends are better. It's not the second best position group on your football team because Austin Hooper has just come out of two washed-out years of Cleveland. He has not been good in quite some time. It's not wide receivers. Not yet. They may end up being better than we expect them to be. They may overachieve. And again, the tight ends are a, in a much, much, much better spot. Much better spot. But like, if you asked, if you if you went up to any other NFL fan, especially in Cleveland, you went up to any NFL fan and you said, uh, and and they asked you who who are you who are you going into battle with on Sunday? Who's on your squad? And you say, thirty year old Robert Woods is my best pass catcher, clearly and obviously, and Austin Hooper. They're gonna look at you like you've got six heads and they smell something bad, right? Because Austin Hooper hasn't been a good player in at least two seasons. Uh, since he was an Atlanta Falcon and got that big payday to go to the Browns. So while it is better, it is still unproven. And the thing that is proven to be consistently good enough, we can talk about how it is in the playoffs and things of that nature. But the quarterback position is the second strongest position on your offense right now. And that, I think, would shake some of you guys up. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about... 
Brett Kern and a video that uh, that went viral or went was making the rounds today because he's he's just chilling. Brett's not Brett's not a bill. He's not a cult. None of these things that you feared have happened so far. He's apparently just working out at local high schools around here with Matt Overton, who was a long snapper for the Titans for like a half a second. And so when I ask you how much do you miss Brett Kern uh, already? Because I had I had I will tell you, you guys know I don't I don't get terribly emotionally attached to these things but when I tell you that I was in the Titans locker room the uh home locker room for the first time since uh or the practice facility locker room probably for the first time since they were the week leading up to the Chiefs game in the AFC championship because of how the COVID protocols affected locker room access and things like that I will tell you that when I didn't see Brett Kern in the locker room Kind of got me in my feels. So I'm going to ask you how much you miss Brett Kern already, even though your rookie Stonehouse is going to be uh, your rookie Stonehouse is going to be a good player. Um, I'm going to show you a video that's going to probably get you in your feels a little bit right after I tell you about something that will help you get out of your feels. Big wins with Superbook Sports, especially when you make your first bet and they match it up to one thousand dollars. Superbook Sports will do that. You can wager on every major sport football included in the superbook sports app they've got lines up for every nfl game for the rest of the season they've got incredible odds boosts in fact since harold landry went down they have the titans boosted plus 275 to win the afc south Uh, i'm going to talk more about that on sunday because we're bringing back the uh, titans game day morning show i'm not going to be in a bathrobe anymore because i've got pregame radio to do and i don't have time to like Slept down to the stadium with the bathrobe just for the bit, even though I love doing that with you guys. Uh, we're going to talk more about, because that's going to be one of my better bets of the weekend, plus 275 to win the AFC South right now in Superbook Sports. Gambling, uh, if you want terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. All right. So, uh, do you miss Brett Kern? That's the question. Now, uh, football-wise, I think you're going to be fine. I really do. And that sounds weird to say because Brett's been one of the best players for your franchise for a long, long time. Uh, I really like I really like Ryan Stonehouse, and I think he's going to be a weapon. Trey uh, asks, how's it back to be in – or how is it how is it back in the locker room? Uh, well, it's great. Uh, maybe not for them. They probably hate it and don't want to be bothered because we're in there harassing them for 45 minutes before they, while they're getting dressed at their lockers and eating lunch and shit like that before they have to go out on the practice field and get yelled at by Vrabel and the coaching staff. So I'm sure they hate it, but for you guys, I think it's hugely beneficial because it allows there to be a greater variety of stories that people like me get to tell because we're not all sitting on the same zoom call and, answering or asking the same questions and getting the same responses and everybody's writing shit off the same thing that they got because it's all that we got that day now it allows us to branch out to get to know i don't know half these guys anymore right because i'm in i haven't been in a locker room like that in two years there have been three draft classes since the last time i was allowed in a locker room and so i it uh, presents the opportunity to create bet new relationships and to get better stories out of it and to get more to just get better access, which ultimately benefits you guys. So I think it's great. It helps me feel like I'm, I mean, it makes me feel like I'm doing the job of NFL reporter again. And also I think it benefits you guys in a big way um, that may have gone, you know, have may, may have gone underappreciated during the COVID years. But uh, like I said, it was the first time back in there since 
2019. Um, and it was the first time that I was, uh, it was the first time that I was in there that Brett Kern wasn't in there. And so I was looking around and I said, ah, Brett Kern, you know, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a big thing. I've talked about that before. Brett Kern's the first player I ever interviewed in the locker room, not because I actively sought Brett out, but because he felt bad for me. Cause I wasn't talking to anybody. I was terrified. I was 22 years old. Brett tapped me on the shoulder, said, Hey, do you need somebody to talk to? So I, you know, that's Brett's been one of my go-to guys for a long time. And so when he isn't in there and I'm like looking around and I'm like, oh shit, like none of those guys, Bo Brinkley, Ryan Suckup, Brett Kern, they're all gone. It's a whole new group. Morgan Cox, uh, Randall, uh, the great Titans legend, Randy Bullock, and now Ryan Stonehouse added into the mix and they're all in different places. And you're kind of like, you're, you're, cause you knew where everybody's lockers were previously. And now everybody, everything's changed. And a lot of pay, players have changed and things like that. But so I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but you know, fine. Locker room access. Great. Talked to a lot of people, got a lot of great interviews, got a lot of good audio, got some things to write for the week. And so then I come out of there and I'm scrolling my Twitter timeline and I see Matt Overton, who I think was the Colts long snapper for a long time. I think he did a little time with both the Jags and the Titans. He may have been like a, a COVID COVID emergency, like practice squad player for the Titans in 2020. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but I would, uh, I looked at this, uh, I looked at this video that Matt Overton put out and I'm like, oh man, that's kind of weird. Cause it's Brett Kern that he's working out with. And then it, you know, it all came as, as, uh, uh, as, uh, the great, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name. It all comes back to me. Now my girlfriend would kick my ass because she loves Celine Dion, Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. That's how I felt when I saw this video put out on Matt Overton's Twitter timeline. Hey, Ada, LA. Set. You got a driver, boys. Let's go. It's corn. For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. A good corn bit knobs. It has the juice. And then I'm all beautiful thing. It's corn. It's great. Uh, the whole th the whole thing is great, uh, especially with the corn kid, man. I got a kick out of that, especially when Overton uh, hits hits him with the long snap. He goes, "We got a driver, boys," and you just hear from from off camera, "It's corn," <laughs> or "It's Kern," rather. Who <laughs> is ugly crying? Raise your hand. Says Trey. Uh, lots of laughter, lots of corn emojis. Uh, listen, I, it's you know you'll get over it. Everybody will get over it, but I do think it's a uh, I do think it's one of those things that you see it on the timeline and you're like, damn, it's real. He's not here anymore. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. Always a pleasure. One more primetime show to do this week. Tomorrow night, we will do so. Uh, tomorrow, as I mentioned on the radio show, maybe you came in and out and you didn't hear it. Delaney Walker is going to be our guest in the noon hour. So at 1220, uh, we'll talk to the former Titans tight end about what he is seeing. He's got a lot of spare time now. He's been, he told me he's been watching a lot of Titans and kind of keeping tabs on things, how much it has ascended since he first got here. And I think you're going to really enjoy that conversation because uh, for those of you who remember some of Delaney's interviews and shit, I, he hosted a radio show with Midday 180, I think, for a full season. 
at that point. I think you're going to really uh, like the conversation that we're going to have with Delaney tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. 10 to 1 for the radio show. Talk a lot more Titans there. Come back tomorrow on primetime. React to what we saw from that day at practice and get you over or get you to the weekend so we can get you a little closer to Sunday. Have a great rest of your evening. I will uh, see you tomorrow on the radio show, and if not, on A to Z Sports primetime. There's Matt All right, Crater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>